If you have to decide between overspending and oversleeping, choose the comfy option. Ultimate sleep comfort has never been more affordable than with Nectar's Labor Day weekend sale. $499 in accessories plus an additional $200 off. Every Nectar mattress comes with a 365-night home trial, forever warranty, and free shipping and returns when you shop from the convenience of your own home at Nectarsleep.com. Join over 2 million happy sleepers that dream on Nectar mattresses and save up to $699. Hurry, offer ends September 5th. Hello, Giles, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. No, no worries, mate. It's it's nice to get listeners on and stuff like that. And I've been uh, they've been I've been doing a little bit of running around before I came on today because because my yeah. uh, my like half of my bones are tickled by conspiracy theories. And right, exactly. Just yeah. Lane Maxwell just got arrested. So all I've been doing is trawling through Twitter. I mean, it's gravy, isn't it? That uh, when that came up this morning, I was like, "Okay, so yeah, we scheduled this for this evening. That's the right time." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, crazy. I, I don't, I don't know yeah. whether did you before? I'm sure we'll talk about Formula One a little bit because I'm pretty excited about you, that. Yeah, as no, well. um, not a problem. Did you did did you keep up much with the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing? So I, I, I tend not to let facts get in the way of a good story so if i see something and i'm reading the news and things i'll just i'll i'll read about it and just get really interested in like the jeffrey he absolutely didn't kill himself no absolutely 100 percent. no it's just to anyone to think that a man like that i just yeah it's it's baffling to me and um so yeah i i mean i don't look for the story but i will follow it with interest and when that came up this morning like i said i was just like oh yeah yeah this is the next one and like on your last podcast, you were saying about being bored of coronavirus and wanting some more news. There you new go. News. Yeah, it's yeah. here. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> because if the coronavirus wasn't a thing, this is all we would be talking about. The royal family in a pretty mucky set of circumstances, let's be, you know. I mean. It's it's not great. The, the royal family, the uh, absolute um, cream of Hollywood when you look at the the flight manifest yeah that's true yeah it, the roll call there is so many I, and the, the funny thing is when you look at the like the flight manifest it's probably the names that you don't know of which are pro- which are the most interesting ones you know it's um, okay yeah go on hit, hit me with some oh no i i haven't got the i haven't got the the names about uh in front of me but what, okay, I, what yeah. I mean is like we can yeah. we can all look at the list and pick out like an um mm. i think was it chris rock was on it and the uh oh, right. maybe might you know i think it was yeah i think it was chris rock the chris uh rock. yeah um there was no surprise to see kevin spacey was on there the uh but yeah you, uh bill clinton was on there 23 different times i yeah i saw the bill clinton thing <laughs> i i mean i've been going out with my girlfriend for a long time we haven't been on yeah. 23 flights together um <laughs> and uh 
if, but, but well, like when you go through and you see the like the names that are there, it you think, oh, well, yeah. the people that you've no idea who they are. I bet they're yes, the really yeah. interesting ones. Like you know the hundred percent. Yeah. Um, the the one I was confused by, well, not confused by, I was slightly upset to see on there just in case was um, yeah. Eddie Irvine. No, I know. Okay, I hope there might just Mind be another you. Eddie Irvine. Yeah, <laughs> would there be more than one person like that? I don't. I don't know. I think it with people like that, it's so. I don't know. Is it easy to just get sort of sucked up into this silly, seedy, glamorous type world that they just kind of think they're in, and then just sort of go with it? And then wake up the next day feeling icky, or do they love this? Like, do do people like Eddie Irvine? And we're just—I assume that's an assumption, an yeah. alleged. Yeah. Um, do, do, does he? You know, does he regret it, or does was it like the best night of his life? Or it? I just what I mean, a weird thing to get arranged. I, I, it's just—it's icky. It's just like, why would you get on that plane? You know what's going on. It's just like. Well, that's uh, it, and it's you know the as far as anyone anyone being on the flight manifest, there's because this is what I found amazing about the whole situation because it was like for that split like second that like week uh, where Epstein was caught and then killed, everybody yeah. else was a conspiracy theorist. Like everybody right, yeah. that everybody that saw that story, because uh, yeah. and it was only people like like me, which are always interested in these things. I mean, Epstein's yeah, name has yeah, been yeah. thrown around like for like essentially child trafficking for the rich and famous for yeah. like years. Um, yeah. So if you're going to go and get yourself on a plane, which is commonly referred to as the Lolita Express, <laughs> go into an island. Which is commonly yeah. referred to as Pedophile Island, you know. It's, yeah. the, there's only so many yeah. times that 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 sort of thing can happen where you get off the plane, you go, yeah. "Oh, that's what happens here." Well, I never. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd know before you got on the plane rather than got off it, wouldn't you? It, it, on the other side, it's just, yeah, uh, yeah it's just where, where where are these people's minds at? Where it's a good idea or it's the like. It's just so weird to be wired that way to think that that's a good time. I know. I don't I, get it. I don't. I don't get it. I th- like, don't get me wrong. You know, we all like. I don't know if 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 someone. Yeah, I just it's it's icky, isn't it? It's just icky. Yeah, and, I, I think it's the. It, I, I mean, know. you can accept certain things to to a point where the. Like say say if you've got someone like in the US that's probably like a Prince Prince Andrew's case. If you if you look yeah. at that as like pretty a, a tame version of it uh, yeah. of what could have been going on because she was seventeen yeah. she looked a bit older yeah. than seventeen all, all of yeah. a sudden you've got yourself the perfect blackmail case you know you've got somebody yeah. in your pocket <laughs> yeah um, yeah so there's uh, there's there's varying levels on it I think it that's the only thing is is just how like how deep the depravity goes and I, I often wonder yeah. whether yeah. It, when you're talking about um, like multi multi millionaires to billionaires, does it just become yeah. a point where you essentially you're so void of um, like being able to manifest adrenaline 
through because everything yeah. is open to you then all of a sudden yeah. you you just have to go to what extremes. do you do for thrills yeah yeah and 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 getting on an epstein plane is an extreme isn't it it's just like how is what in your life has led you to this point where you think that airplane seat's a good idea yeah yeah it's crazy yeah yeah it's just <laughs> idea yeah, it, it baffles me and and but the other thing is this sort of alleged suicide you know i i just wish news outlets would sort of have a, have the balls to say maybe this wasn't a suicide <laughs> like maybe instead of putting this alleged above all the headlines and everything i just it, it gets to me that the alleged bit yeah because we all know yeah. everyone knows and there should be everyone no, <laughs> the pro- the problem I've got with that is because the the response would be, oh well, you know, it's uh, they they might be innocent, but it's not like mm. the media doesn't throw people under the bus when it suits them. Yeah, for fun sometimes. So I yeah I don't I don't get that. I, the only thing I could put it, uh, put it down to is maybe this money comes from somewhere. Like I've oddly enough, I was listening to yeah. a um a podcast today talking about the. Um, I don't know if you have you ever come across the Corbett report. No, he's quite good. He's like an independent sort of journalist. He's he's quite good. He's not okay. He's not yeah. he's not what you call Alex Jones, but like he's not Newsnight. Yeah. Uh, he's, so okay. He so he straddles the middle somewhere. And um, okay, yeah. he uh, was talking about Bill Gates and how he's essentially paid his way to a. Um, uh, like a, a complete character change in people's eyes and they haven't noticed about noticed it and he said the uh he did a load of tracking back from all these various uh news networks that brought bill gates on to talk about v- various things and like now yeah. he's sort of a an expert in epidemiology you'd think through the covid situation um yeah but he funds all of the places very near that brought him on as an expert of course, and of course he does. Yeah, so you just you <laughs> yeah. you buy yourself a seat somewhere so you can talk talk yeah. about something. I'd do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you have the wherewithal to do it, you would. You'd. you'd I'd, well, would you? Would you try and pay to improve your image? It's. I just again. That is. It's just bonkers. I'd do, I do it just that. for a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that the other final thing I found, uh, found out about Bill Gates today was that um, the common thing, like if we, if we would speak about Bill Gates' wealth, is we'd go, oh, well, he, yeah. he, gave, he gave his fortune away, didn't he? He gave, he gave half of his money away. Um, yeah, but half of, half of, like half of infinite. Like yeah. it, it, that money is, it's so, and it, it's a huge amount to who he gives it to. But to him, it's just... Like he's he's Scrooge McDuck rolling around in the safe downstairs. Like it, it's just it's gold. It's pure gravy. Well, he's got uh, he's he's worth an estimated hundred billion, isn't he? Yes. So uh, give half of that away, you're left with fifty billion pounds. But he's I mean doubled, or dollars, whatever. Even though that the the story goes out talk about like changing like paint to change your image. Um, he's, yeah. He's doubled his wealth in ten years. <laughs> so so apparently he's managed to give it away but he's still yeah. doubled it somewhere along the lines yeah exactly <laughs> it's it's crazy i think this is it's that when you start talking about things like because i mean he was on the um flight manifest as well and there's there's plenty of pictures out there on the online with him and epstein really and of course there was but 
it's at that point, you know, it's, I, I think it, when you get into billions, you're almost not talking about people anymore. They're different animals. Yeah. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, a slice of humanity is missing out of <laughs> out of their general kind of. Yeah, yeah, they Even, don't know what normal is. They've got no idea. <laughs> no, and just just to get there, you think, well, you know, I mean, it's it must yeah. be pretty difficult to become a millionaire. But a billionaire, what has to be sacrificed to become a billionaire? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, strange world. It is a strange world. I, I said that to someone the other day because I was talking about some sort of conspiracy thing and they said I was a lunatic. Yeah. And I said, well, if I'd have told you <laughs> uh, last year that there was going to be a global pandemic and the entire world was going to shut down <laughs> for three months. Yeah, yeah. you'd be locked up Absolutely. being mad. Absolutely. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's all it's all very exciting. It gets it gets it gets my interest going, and like you say, it's it's nothing to do with coronavirus, so that makes it extra no, brilliant. It, it, it makes a change, doesn't it? You know, like two months in, were we all missing Brexit? Kinda, which is terrible because that you know complete shit show and it got boring. But yeah, it's just it's there's just nothing else being talked about, and it's especially with these like the Epstein thing. I think is a serious story. It should be it should be being looked at more often and um yeah it just doesn't get anywhere near the mileage that it should and it, it i i mean i don't wish her any harm at all even if she's the most evil person in the world but if she turns up dead in a cell next week i mean what you know that's just the yeah that's the end isn't it yeah i mean there's there's a lot of stuff bouncing around as well already that suge- uh, suggesting that maybe um the reason that the reason that Epstein wasn't um, protected as much as you would think he would have been in that situation is because yeah. he was just Lee Maxwell's right hand. Uh, okay, so she's got more of this than we think, or yeah. that we've been led to think. And when you think uh, about okay. it, it, it makes complete sense because Jeffrey Epstein is essentially a nobody that was a bit of a grifter that managed to worm his way into places that he probably shouldn't have been. Well, he yeah. wormed he wormed his way in places he definitely shouldn't have been. But um sure. the uh you know you've you've got Robert Maxwell's daughter there. So that so you've you've got somebody <laughs> that's already very well connected. Yeah. So I mean and he he uh he killed himself as well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course he did. But One I, boat trip. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I, I just hope, I hope something happens because it would be for for nothing else but a massive anticlimax if it was another suicide. Yeah, agreed. It, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the two suicides would be it would be too obvious, wouldn't it? So. What other avenues are there? They could what hush money? Do they just like how do these things work? Do, do like the royal family and who, everyone else that's caught, does Bill Gates just write her a check for half of his infinite fortune and say, look, never speak of it ever again? Or like, yeah, I mean, for fifty billion dollars, she'd probably keep quiet, wouldn't she? You would think so, but um... but then the FBI, I suppose, are supposed to be impartial. They would investigate no matter what's being thrown at them. But then, you know, Bill Gates can phone the head of the FBI, can't he? 
to be fair, they didn't investigate when Epstein killed himself and all of a sudden, oh, the cameras were broken. Sorry. Yeah, the, the broken camera. Behave yourselves. Yeah, it's, it's I mean... right up there, <laughs> right up, with the, up there with the security cameras in the tunnel for Diana not working as well. These security yeah. cameras seem to be shaky as fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I... Uh, I, I I think the, the the thing with that with that is like if if it's if it's not investigated and 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 there is another suicide it's at what point where if if nobody puts anyone to task for it and it's essentially the only people that start still banging their fists on the on the table are people like the you know the Alex Joneses of the world uh, right yeah. being you know a broken clock's going to be right once a day twice a day once even a day. I'm a fucking twice idiot. A day. Um, twice a day <laughs> yeah you know it's th- then it does just disappear disappears into nothingness and then things yeah. carry on as as they are what i'm interested yeah. in is if he if he was doing that for uh like a elite like club then who does it yeah. now yeah so that's the th- and also there's never only ever one of these services no. you have competition so someone who enjoyed Jeffrey Epstein's services set up another similar service. Yeah, some sort of that's gap in the how market. Competition work. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, exactly. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, these things are either still happening or they've you know kind of petered out because it's risky. I don't know, but like there is another equivalent. There's an equivalent of this service that was being offered, either running now or was running until very recently. And yeah, what are these people up to? I'm uh, all convinced is probably a strong word because like I, I try to look at conspiracies and stuff like that as entertainment because I think if you don't sure. if you don't take them as entertainment you you can go crazy I think the oh yeah yeah hundred percent I remember when I was younger the one that one that really got me was 2012 when that was coming up and I was in my sort of early twenties. Mayan calendar, yeah, yeah, and okay, like, yeah. The, the idea of yeah. end of the end of the world and stuff like that, and I, I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember getting myself quite wound up about this to to the point where yeah, yeah. I thought this is this is definitely going to fucking happen, and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, so I think that's when I started taking things that are th- things less serious when it comes to this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but one of the things that I would like take. In, in this situation, almost to the bank, almost to the bank and stick it down the counter, is where you're saying that yeah. if these services are available, they're somewhere else, is that um, oh, Jimmy Savile was essentially the UK branch. <laughs> he would be heavily involved, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, he just, he, yeah. had, he had the access, he yeah. had the, yeah. essentially yeah. the catalogue. Yeah. Yeah, he, he would have fixed it. He would have definitely fixed it for people. Joey never wrote back to me. No, he spe- Jimmy Savile was supposed to write back to every letter. Never, really? Never got one back. So not only was I gutted. Well done. I didn't. I, <laughs> well, no, I was gutted for, for when I was younger because I wanted to meet Bret Hart yeah. and I never got to meet Bret okay. Hart. And now I'm, yeah. now I'm older. I'm even double gutted because I didn't get to meet Bret Hart and he obviously thought I was fucking ugly. <laughs> It's terrible, isn't it? Yeah. What a judge. Oh, and that went on for years and, and no one did anything about it. 
No, not till he's dead. And then, you know, even like yeah. U-Tree and stuff then like it that. Even was four or five years after, wasn't it? Yeah. Or and, two or three at least. And I don't think the like oh, Project U-Tree with all the like radio hosts and people go, yeah. going down, The I don't think that would have happened until he died. Because yeah. it, it, he seemed to be like almost like a Watergate moment, didn't he, for the UK? Yeah, yeah. When everyone turned around and said, do we still have to give the BBC money? Because it feels a bit yucky now. <laughs> yeah. I like the BBC. You see, I used to I, I used to defend the BBC all the time. And I was like, it's a great thing that we have, blah, blah, blah. And the last couple of years, I've just, I've just so cooled on it to the point where it's like, it, it should be a Netflix model. If you don't want to pay for it, you don't have to. If you want the content the BBC provides... But they can't stop you watching. Like it, to have an archaic license system, I just, I just don't think it's right in the modern world. It just doesn't sit right. No, it doesn't fit at all. It's, no, it's, it's really weird. I don't, I, I don't understand how they get away with it. To be perfectly honest, like go, go and tell an American yeah. that you have to pay a license for your television. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure yeah. you need to pay a gun license over there, do you? <laughs> I, I don't know. I was having this discussion the other day because I, again, I if I lived in America, I I think the last so in 2012 I would have voted for Mitt Romney, Republican, mm-hmm. and I'm not. I don't consider myself to be one of the you know a nutter right wing Republican, but I just felt like he would have been better for the second term. Barack Obama was there, and then and that might have you know, dodged the Trump bullet that came along later. But the the discussion I was having was guns. And it was like, would you, if you lived in America, would you own a gun? The group of friends, we landed on absolutely yes, just because they're kind of cool. Like, I I don't, I just... That's not where I expected you to go. But yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we've all, when we were kids, we've all raced around gardens shooting guns at each other. And... That's not what you do as adults, but you do take a really cool firearm down to a firing range in a safe environment and shoot the shit out of a hay bale yeah. or whatever they put at the back of the firing range. Have you seen any of the uh, uh, guys doing like the t- tactical training ones? A like, few, yeah. yeah. I, 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 like It's not a massive thing for me, but I, it's just that kind of, would you own a gun if no. you could? But, Possibly. But if you, <laughs> if you see the guys getting like the tactical training for like hand firearms, if you see okay. that and then you don't think, I'd like to have a go at that, I don't fully trust you yeah. as a human being. Yeah, exactly. It's it's too cool. I'd like to be able to take one apart blindfolded and just put it on the table. <laughs> yeah, and then throw it up in the air and shoot someone behind you. That's it, yeah. <laughs> um, did you see the... Um, the American couple defending their house the other day. I did, yeah. What a sorry sight of humanity that is. It was but- a sorry sight, but did you read? Did you read like the, what escalated to that? No, because it keeps get it keeps getting left out of the conversation. And I am, yeah. f- I'm fully with like Dave and Karen here. Um, okay, the it was a gated community. So yeah, so I did know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the gate yeah, was smashed in. Was it really? So, yeah. the, so the like the the peaceful protesters yeah, had to yeah. break into the place beforehand. Yeah. They they broke into the place that these people were living. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, at that point, I mean, what? How old were they? What mid mid fifties? 
Yeah. Yeah. So the, you're slap bang in the territory where they could quite easily have, especially yeah. now with well, the way people work and stuff, you, they, they could have quite easily been sort of teenager children in there, maybe early 20s. Yeah. Um, if, if, if there was some sort of threat... That, that I yeah. thought was going to happen to my house and my family, then I'd pick yeah. up my machine gun as well. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so the the other problem is they are the those two the couple are the personification of white privilege, aren't they? So mm. the, just like the way the house looked and like every, every you know what the people were protesting against. So yeah, it, it, what I would have done is I'd be locked in my and they clearly would have had one one of those panic rooms, safety rooms. What, yeah, panic rooms. Yeah, I'd I'd have been there in a flash. They that couple hundred percent have a lockdown wine cellar security system somewhere in that house that can't be penetrated. Mm. If and you then you just to... phone the insurance company the next day. But you don't need to be on your lawn, in my opinion, waving your M15 around. Because that, I mean, I'm amazed they're still alive. And I'm amazed four or five protesters are still alive. They're all very lucky. I'm, I'm amazed no one was shot because they... Exactly. I mean, exactly. I, I think the the other the only thing to look at that, I, I always end up coming across as the fucking right-wing nutjob apologist on, on my podcast, <laughs> no matter who I speak to. But, um, yeah, it's, it's the same as me and my group. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, I think you could see fear. Like they were scared. It's not. Like, I don't think they were yeah. doing. They didn't weren't doing that because they wanted to. They weren't doing that because no. like, the um, like right wing hick sort of. Ah, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. They were doing yeah, that because yeah, yeah. they yeah. they were terrified. And um, 100%. yeah, you know, I, and, I, and I, I sympathize. sympathize with that yeah, fear. like yeah, exactly. They they were far too many people with whatever motive you know whatever they were doing and and they were protesting the right thing of course but the way they were going about it and breaking into the gated community is is it's not acceptable and uh, yeah i suppose my response then is that yeah if i'm running for the panic room my response to that sort of thing is fear isn't it you, you run and hide and wait for it to stop yeah yeah <laughs> rather than marching out with your m15 so that yes yeah, there's two ways of facing the problem all, all of a sudden for the first time in his life derek turned into a fucking alpha male he was like no yeah. we make a <laughs> yes, stand it that's it this is my castle <laughs> <laughs> and what a gaudy castle that was wow but the only problem I had was, well, what ended up going through my head. I wish it hadn't gone through my head when I was looking at that photograph. Because the first thing I thought was, like, that's crazy. And then, because uh, yeah. the pictures looked like uh, screen grabs from The Purge. Like, yeah, it was, I've never seen those films, but I know, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, did you know what? The Purge, pretty good for rubbish films. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, and then the second thing I thought was like for the first time in probably about fifteen years, those motherfuckers fucked that night. <laughs> absolutely, probably oh, no. didn't even wait for the protesters to leave the gated area before they were on the kitchen sure. table. Sure, I can see it. I don't want to. I tell you one thing. I bet she was on top. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. Without, yeah. without a shadow she of a doubt. Was, she was just, driving that train. Just because, just because he stood up for his house doesn't mean he didn't have a gimp mask on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, so anyway, right, to get getting away from fucking like craziness and guns and gimp yeah. masks and me being a right-wing <laughs> apologist, um, 
It's like, I, I think you know, you've you found my podcast from like the three legs, four wheels, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, initially, yeah. So yeah, um, massive Formula One fan, always have been, and yeah, listened to Three Legs, Four Wheels. Been a patron for maybe two, three years. I don't know exactly. And I think, then I thought you were going to slip uh, yeah, up. Your then, content was mentioned. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to slip up then with the last, um, with, uh, given the last conversation, saying oh, I was, a, I've been a patriot for years. <laughs> patriot. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I know. I just came across Massey Audio, and it's it's good, good content. Well, cheers, mate. Um, are you excited for the first race of the season this weekend? Uh, yeah, just like I can't wait, and I feel like we're going to get spoiled. Well, are we going to get spoiled? Because on average, Formula One, it's one good, two bad. I find in general with races. Yeah. Um, so we've got three and three weekends. One of those is going to be really good. I think it might be the first one because the weather looks like it's going to buck it down. It does doesn't and it? That. I, I kind of don't want it to do that for the first race. I kind of want a safe Lewis. I'm a big Lewis Hamilton fan. Yeah. When he's in the car outside, you know, can take or leave him. But um, I think he's the best driver on the grid by a mile. Desperately want him to get the seventh championship. And I, I think he's going to retire the greatest Formula One driver of all time. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think he'd, in my eyes, he'd retire, even if he doesn't get the seventh, he'd retire as the great, just because the the people with the numbers so schumacher's got the numbers on him but schumacher's record is tarnished by well cheating yeah <laughs> you know let's not get that that man did several very bad things on track and then senna obviously again those black marks of like i think with senna it was a more pure form of cheating where it was just it was just like pure and simple competition like he just couldn't help himself yeah um so Schumacher uh, did seem Lewis, more calculated. Hundred percent. Like mm. Schumacher was 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 dirty. I feel, um, and but Lewis, there's not really that blemish. You know, I just I can't think of a time where I like he took Albon out in Brazil. That was an accident, and he just he doesn't he doesn't have that mark against his record, and and that to me, I think makes him a little bit more special than the rest on track i you know and and just the way like yeah just the way he throws a car around i love it he's it's great and mercedes and i would apply all those things as well to mercedes so again ferrari when they were dominating it there was always every year you had ross braun who i've come to like but back then i was just like dude, you can't hear yourself speak about, you know, like barge board lengths and cheating and, you know, rule breaking Mm -hmm. allegations, Ferrari, FIA, just like handing them it all on a plate. And you can't say that about Mercedes. Nothing has been, they're just the best on the grid and and that's it. There's no no doubt in my mind. Even down to always giving Bottas, like I think he's always got the opportunity to win yeah yeah and rosbo before him as well yeah well, which proved yeah. yeah um yeah, exactly yeah no i totally agree with you I, even down to the um like lewis's penalties you know when he if he gets a penalty or so, so or something like mm. that or called to the steward's office that's yeah. hyper unusual yes yeah 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 they're uh, clean he he's a clean driver uh, I think he's going to be special this year. I I think um, with the with the 
gap there's been to Formula One, I think with the yeah. um I do I do worry slightly for the first race for him with the um Black Lives Matter stuff is uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I've I've yeah. said it on podcast people only like have a certain amount of mental bandwidth which they can use. And uh, well, I'm if, hoping that that's less of a thing because of the <coughs> there'll be less interviews, there'll be less sort of press around. So hopefully it'll just be it'll be easier for him to get through it without having to answer too many questions about it. Yeah, I hope so. Um, it, I, I, but I also think if it's uh, if he's in a position to win a race, I wonder how much that would be on his on his mind, you know, cause he'll, he would want to win that race. And like, I, I'm sure if he wins the race, he'll probably take a knee on the podium. Yeah. Uh, I see. I, uh, you know, I, the, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Actually. I hadn't even thought about that. I, I know they were talking about taking a knee at the beginning during the national anthem at the, uh, the, before the start of the race. Yeah. And that was all the drivers. Um, I think it was Lando who mentioned it on mm-hmm. Instagram. Um, taking a knee on the podium. Ah, uh, who am I to criticise Lewis Hamilton for anything? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it. it's, uh, it's it. fans, do you think it's de- it's definitely a, it's definitely one of those situations where it's pe- people doing what they what they think's right. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I I I would fear for the for the driver if if the, if they do like the taking a knee thing before the race or something like that for the for the driver that decided it's not really for him. Like yeah, you know, if if, yeah, if someone yeah. was to do it's that, it's all or nothing, is you can't you can't have one of them stood up, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, not a great look. But um, yeah, it's. I see. I'm not really one of the people, and I, I I I don't like the let's keep politics out of sport. Um, mm. but I do think there's there's just with so much that's go going on in the world, I think there's a certain point where you say, well, maybe he's not keeping it out of the sport, but you've got to try and work out whether whether what you're doing is actually causing fires or not uh okay i i think there's a certain yeah. extent where the the maybe there needs to be just a moment of reflection for a second without like the coronavirus thing we talked about before not everything you yeah. picking up having these like the words or a message to it and uh yes. it, yeah, to, yeah. to me like i the it jumps out at me what um the other day on twitter was it uh james o'brien okay and, yeah um and i i used to quite like james o'brien i find him a little bit insufferable these days but um yeah. <laughs> the he, he posted a tweet about dominic cummins saying uh about, about people going out and it was again it was just a, a quick ropey uh Oh, it's okay yeah. though. It's okay to travel though if you think you've got coronavirus and stuff. And you think That's it. test your eyesight, drive to the castle, yada yada. Yeah, and you just think, fuck, right, why? What's that right, what good has that done at this fucking present moment in time? Yeah. And yeah. I worry that when you when this sort of stuff invades all other forms of media, there's, yeah. there's just no escape. And that's when you that's when people get radicalized, both left and right, is because the, yeah. no, the noise gets higher, so the people have to yeah. shout louder and the weapons yeah. get heavier. Yeah. But, yeah. But I, ju- I mean, I just hope, I think a really good race will just overshadow that, hopefully, and we can move oh, on. 100%. With and it, yeah. And it, I think it, it'll rain. It'll be, it'll just be one of those really exciting races that we just all needed. Um, I'm really glad it's Austria in a way because I think that track lends itself to that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's very rarely is it boring. 
and um yeah i just can't wait it's it's proper sport it's yeah it's good i need can't a wet wait. qualifying yeah because <laughs> the grid up. well i am I, um, I i was putting my regular formula one bets on okay yeah. i uh i put five pounds on lewis hamilton to get pole position fastest lap and win the race uh, okay. Five pound on uh, two, two on George Russell actually. Five pound for top ten. Yeah. And five pound for top six. That's a good. That's a good shout. Yeah. Top. top that boy's got talent. Top yeah. six nails me a grand. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I wa- I I wanted to put five pound on um, Lando Norris to get a podium because I don't think that's like beyond the pale. Like if a bit of yeah. first season no, yeah. craziness goes, uh, first race craziness goes on. Unfortunately, yeah. I pressed the wrong button and put five pound on him to get pole position. Oh no! Yeah, that's not happening. No, it's not. Not unless <laughs> I mean, something crazy rain. happens. Yeah, I that, yeah, no. I should have known when it came up and said for my five pound, I'd get fifteen hundred back. I should yeah. have thought. Hang on a second. This might not be <laughs> the right <laughs> bet. <laughs> Yeah, something's wrong there. Uh, if that would be great though, Lando on pole. Yeah, I'd be all over that. But uh, yeah, I. It's about, yeah, it's about time McLaren come good. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I mean, the it was looking a bit rocky for them uh, coming up to the yeah. first race. I mean, what they've just have they just been given fifteen million? No, no, it must be more than fifty million. Yeah. from their Bahraini paymasters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew, I knew. Uh, I knew they were in a bit of shape, but yeah, uh, it just shows they were closer to Williams' shape than we thought. You know, it's Williams. <laughs> if, Williams were in trouble, but they weren't like run to the bank for 150 million in trouble. No, but it's the yeah. I mean, I, it's nowhere near like a business that I run. But it's it's that it's the it's the scale of the problem of the four months being shut basically or three months being closed if you if you have a shop that's shut for three months you lose a huge amount and who's going to buy a hypercar for a hundred uh, for a million quid yeah yeah, right now? yeah. <laughs> absolutely no one <laughs> no absolutely so yeah they can they can keep making them if they've got the staff but there's no point um and that applies you know that goes onwards doesn't it that it the people that aren't buying them now aren't going to buy them in another three months even if the if the businesses are all back open because it's still unknown we just it's a really tricky time yeah i mean i would, I would yeah. not want to be selling cars did, did you read the forbes article about them that uh your formula money guy did no so i've only heard of him from your from the last podcast so i haven't looked him up yet yeah i mean i've i, I follow him on twitter i read stuff i've, I've I actually, actually had i'd not i wouldn't call it a twitter spat with him but we've definitely okay. had like <laughs> conflicting opinions speaking to each other on Twitter before because sure. Who uh, is he? What's his name? Uh, I've I don't know his real name. I've forgotten it. But um, I uh, he 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 writes the like financial side of it for Formula One for Forbes. And um, okay, I'll find him. Yeah, he uh, in my opinion hates Formula One. He seems to okay. revel in the idea of any team or coming in like financial hardship um, right. and uh, 
I feel he peppers he it up a bit. I don't know. See, this is what this is what <laughs> I was thinking. Maybe he just maybe he writes the writes it and he's got himself into this job that he's doing yeah. re- really well at, and he just thinks if this sport would just collapse, I could write something else. They might give me the football job. Yeah, I might. I'm, but may, maybe he wants to write a cookbook, anything. Um, <laughs> but he seems to pepper stories up a little bit, but. Um, especially now the 150 million had to be given to McLaren. Um, he yep. suggested that the creditors that McLaren owed money to for um, parts for the road cars um, yeah. and essentially built road cars, which haven't been sold now, um, yeah. needed paid next week. And he, he, he okay. said without this cash injection that they didn't have at the time yeah. when he wrote the article, that um, McLaren yeah. would have to go into administration before the second Austrian Grand Prix. Wow! Uh, so, it, I mean, and with all of a sudden, with such a big wedge of cash thrown at them, that now yeah. feels like it it holds more water. Yes, yeah, yeah. Knowing what we know, that's the yeah, that's interesting. I mean, a, a company like McLaren, I mean, the land they own, that building, it, you'd you'd think they could, they can, obviously, clearly, they have withstood one of those actions. But yeah. if it happened again, or you know, in six months' time, the same, th- it just, it's, it's not a healthy position to be in at all. That the, that building is insane. <laughs> it's the, I it, going there was like fucking Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. It, it was bizarre. It was that odd. The, <laughs> even even getting into the build building, you go into a fucking. It, it, you've got like there's personal car, in each car park. There's like a glass tube that goes into the yeah. ground, and you go into okay. the, you go into the glass elevator, and uh, yeah. that takes you down to these massive corridors, which is what I imagine Area Fifty One would look like, and uh, yeah, they're just course. huge white corridors that you walk down. And then you walk yeah. down to that, and at the end of the corridor, there's another glass elevator. Get in that, and it takes you directly up into the room where all the cars are. <laughs> it's insane. And the, like, the, cra- the, cra- oh, the crazy thing with that was there was um, myself, Paul, um, another yeah. lad, which was really weird. There was like a little scared-looking like boy who I think... Uh, I've, I forgot what the the name of who he writes for now. Um, okay. Oh, it's a shame. I, otherwise, I could I could have given them a, a shout out. But um, he looked terrified in the taxi base, and then so <laughs> we ordered a we ordered a taxi to the McLaren Technology Center, and this little head yeah. cake just came sort of sneak around. Going, I'm going to the McLaren Technology Center as well. And he, he, so he sort of just bundled in with us and he didn't say anything for the entire trip there. But we were in, we were in a lift with, um, I think there was a guy from Autosport. There was a guy from Motorsport TV. I think there was a guy from either the Express or the Times. I can't remember which one he he was. Uh, So, so there was like us, three of us, which didn't know what was going on. Three guys, which yeah. were proper journalists, and then as we came up to the like the this glass elevator thing, and the first thing you greeted with was that season's McLaren, like nose on to you, oh, and then all you hear yeah. all you hear is my voice going, "Oh fuck off!" 
And then, I love but, it. But it suddenly made me it suddenly made me think that oh, for clearly there's security guards and stuff listening to this. You know, what are these people coming into the MTC and stuff? So they must be looking yeah. and thinking the big guy. The big guy's no idea what's going on. We need to watch him. <laughs> Have a word with you. Yeah. <laughs> Have a word with him. But no, it was it was it was a crazy building. Like it's such a, I, I'd love to go back there. Love to love to go back for for another look round and stuff like that. Hundred percent. But you only ever see the surface, don't you? I assume that there's that the security on these Formula One teams is so insane that, like, even on that Netflix program when you see the like Ricciardo walking through the Renault factory, yeah. God knows what they were hiding, and um, and it's just like. Yeah, and there's like a blurred door, which just the, like the labels blurred for some reason. And yeah, it's like, well, yeah. how could that possibly help another team to like be more competitive? And well, then, it, yeah, it's just crazy. I just and I think that like Formula One, I love I I love and hate that aspect of it in equal measure. Like it's it should be like super elite kind of sport with amazing technology, but equally. I miss the days where those cars would just rock up on the back of a truck and smash around a circuit as fast as they possibly could, hang the consequences sort of stuff. It's it's really difficult. And the the MTC, the McLaren Centre, is an incredible building, but it, it looks like it doesn't look like a racing team work there. It looks like a museum. It's oh, it does. It, it just, yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look like a museum. It looks like something to do with fucking counterintelligence. <laughs> right. Did you, have you said this? It's a pretty shit film. The Fast and one of the Fast and Furious films. Absolutely and, not. I've I've seen the first no, Fast and the Furious but, film up until yeah. whoever the key character is uh, starts overtaking people on a motorway in reverse, and I thought this yeah, isn't for me. <laughs> no, it's they 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 are pumped. But in in one of them, the empty like it, it's the bad it, it's the villain's base. So they obviously filmed there inside because the, the room they use is the room where the cars are revealed with like that circle in the middle with the computer all the way around. So you've got Idris Elba mouthing off about something in, in that room, like, you know, having a conversation with the other bad guy. And then there's a wide shot of the building. But what they've done is superimpose this like ridiculous digital cliff face. So it looks like the building somewhere else. <laughs> and, it, it just like for a building that already looks like it belongs on the moon, it's now like floating in this weird CGI and it's not supposed to be weird CGI. It's just supposed to be on this cliff edge or, you know, by these rocks. It's just like, what are you doing guys? <laughs> but the, in a way, I suppose that's another sign of McLaren's financial issues is that they're renting that building out <laughs> to film companies to, yeah. to um, you know, bolster income. Um, and that must have been three years ago when it was filmed. Yeah, what I've, I found it odd because uh, I, I obviously I've only um, I've only been able to have a look at two of these places, like uh, McLaren yeah. and Mercedes. Mercedes yeah, yeah. Uh, which is handy because if I got to pick two, I'd have picked those two. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. But Mercedes was much more what you would expect uh, being the uh, like you're talking about, like cars turning up and racing. You know, it's. The technology yeah, yeah. in them, the technology is like ridiculous, obviously, but um, yeah. it's it's no it's no real difference to an office. And uh, yeah, I, I know when we when we went in, for instance, the um, we had to give our mobile phones over, and they stuck stickers like security stickers on, on all the cameras and things like that. 
really okay. yeah and uh, i think we had to we had to have them in flight mode as well um <laughs> and uh yeah. but on the on like on the office floor where all the stuff was going around like i was looking at all of like these people working away on computers and uh, it was all like cfd models going through front wings and rear wings i remember thinking to myself thinking, oh i've no idea what any of this is but i know i shouldn't look at it and yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it was it was. Yeah. I feel you want like a photographic memory and Christian Horner's phone number, don't you? In that yeah, situation? I felt like a stupid spy. It was like it was like <laughs> all of all of the espionage in the world was available to me, but my fucking head was too stupid to work any of it out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's, good, it was it was crazy. To do, no, it was crazy times. Crazy, like crazy, crazy, crazy thing to do. I enjoyed it. I wanted. I'd like to do more of that. But um, yeah, back to do you Austria. think you will with um, three legs, four wheels? I think if we if we get the opportunities to do it again, that would be uh, it would be nice. Um, I I don't know. You're a big enough outlet, aren't you? It's it's definitely you've got traction there. I think so. I mean, I suppose it would be. Um, I suppose there's easier ways of going about it. You've uh, yeah. like the you see you look at WTF1 for instance, who um, started like a very, very similar way to how Three Legs, Four Wheels have started. And they are yeah. uh, various races and all, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But uh, see the I, chat that races with Charles Leclerc. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, I know you're talking about and that. Now, I, I enjoy their podcast and it's one of the, yeah. uh, it's one of the few, yeah, few Formula One podcasts I, li- I listen to. But yeah. when I... When you listen to that, I think it's clear that you've got um, people that had aspirations to become um, like professional uh, journalists or presenters, or and to really like worm into Formula One as a as a whole. Um, okay, I see what you mean. For myself personally, I'm I don't believe I can be false enough to do that. Okay. I, I, I think I'd always be a bit brash and a bit. Um, I mean, you talk about a guy which made a fucking running joke of constantly calling Nico Rosberg a cunt. You know, <laughs> they, these things don't wash. And like, if someone can get we an hour in for the first c word, yeah, we uh, are, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If, if someone, uh, if someone out there can get cancelled for like an old tweet or something like that there's hours hours of me talking where i could get cancelled for anything at any moment (laughs) i have no chance yeah so yeah uh, yeah but uh, the cancel culture thing i don't i can't yeah i mean where do you start it's just wow it's 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 unbelievable like unbelievable um Yeah, I, I don't I don't know where that ends. To be perfectly honest, the the cancel culture I, thing. I think you uh, it ends well <laughs> for one generation. It ends when the next generation comes along and finds the first generation really offensive. Like you were saying on the the other day, in twenty years' time, what was once you know offensive to the one person is now offensive to their the, the oh, generation yeah. coming through. Yeah, be careful to judge. Be careful to judge somebody by today's standards, because tomorrow you'll be judged by the futures. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, but I mean, I, I suppose the I suppose the uh, younger generation will fix cancel culture to a certain extent because um, they, they you've got a generation which is essentially putting everything online. 
like everything. Oh, and, I know. And, that, and, the, yeah. uh, I mean, why? Why would you? <laughs> why? What did you listen to the oh, podcast yeah. where me, myself and Stuart, I think it was, were talking about OnlyFans? Uh, possibly. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it before. I, again, along with Bill Burr, which I should say thank you very much for introducing me to. Um, I hadn't heard of OnlyFans. I, that comedy special, whichever one it was, though, were unbelievable. Was it Pink Tiger? Comedy, uh, it's the one. Oh, it's the it's the first one on Netflix. Um, I can't. Remember Does he have exactly. hair? No, no, that, no it, he doesn't. It'll be the last one then. The last one, last one he did. That's the one. Myself and Stuart went to Liverpool to watch. Myself, Stuart, and oh, Martin. Okay. We we all went to Liverpool to watch him. Yeah, uh, I thought I was going to wet it's myself. Just, it's just comedy gold. It's so good, and not only is he clearly a very intelligent man, but it's it's. I find comedians very good when they're angry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so and it's like I know you've spoken about Ben Elton as well, and he always said like you're young and angry, and that's when you know you grow you grow old and you're not angry anymore. You're just yeah. sort of bitter about the whole thing, but you're not. And it's for those young, passionate. Yeah, I don't know how Bill is but to be so eloquent and so angry and so damn funny all in one go what a special i every person i meet will get recommended that that special i i think what's great about him is there's um like great comedians make it look effortless and for something like that to look it looks effortless and it looks unrehearsed and it's genuine exactly yeah, yeah. It, it feels genuine he's just he's just talking how he would talk but in a be- it's just so good it's so it's beautifully done it's it is it's an art form um but what this this goes great with cancel culture as well because this what i think's mm. really funny is the fact that if you look at um every entertainment medium that's trying to essentially like yeah. cleanse itself of what well, like yeah. well, character and grit essentially but you look yeah. at comedy like the the guys which are in comedy which are actually like making money and like selling arenas out you know like uh, uh bill burr uh dave chappelle joe rogan um yeah. ricky yeah. gervais all yeah. edgy as fuck comics so it shows yeah. that that's actually what people want and i i, I still yeah. think there's a there's a massive portion of people that are that that are sat online like spewing opinions out that they don't actually believe yeah or yeah, fully understand that there's there's yeah they they don't have that kind of i mean the the faulty towers thing i when i was about 12 i thought that was the funniest thing ever <laughs> and i didn't know i i just didn't know that it was racist and that of course later in life you grow up you learn for starters mm-hmm. and you become educated and you understand which parts of that are genuinely offensive and racist and it's it's not acceptable by today's standards it was filmed in 1976 i mean yeah. what you can't cancel that it's just a relic of the past that happens to be very funny so don't edit it Put a warning in front of it if you feel the need to. And the people that are offended by Faulty Towers, don't watch it. Just don't, you don't have to watch it. <laughs> like it, it's not for you if you're offended by it. Like I can't remember. There was a comedian. I can't. Oh, I should know his name. Um, like not a particularly famous comedian, but he he had one little bit about being offended. I think his name was Steve something. He's an Australian comedian, long hair. Doesn't look like a comedian at all. 
and he did live at the Apollo. Is he really tall? Uh, tall with a moustache? Yeah, he's tall and gangly. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you talk about. You know who I'm talking about. And, and he just did this beautiful bit about being offended is okay. That's fine for you to be offended. You you be offended. That's, you know, it's within your right to be offended. Just Just keep it to yourself, maybe. Or like, you know leave who's offended you alone to their own offense and just just i just find that having to react to people all the time to kind of tell them that you are offended by what they're saying it's just nonsense it must just be exhausting it. like it, 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 it yeah, must be exhausting. 100%. yeah i mean uh, if i replied to every twist tweet that i saw that i wanted to reply to about the jk rowling thing i i mean i wouldn't have any time in the day left no, I I think that that but that seems to be something that um, like the perpetually offended people don't seem to worry mm. about. And like I've um, I I've seen things that up and like and now and again I'll comment on stuff. Generally, I only comment on stuff when I think somebody else might find my response funny. That's right. That's yeah. kind of where I is. So if I'll probably mean what I'm saying, but if I yeah. think somebody else might appreciate it, that's where I'll comment. Yeah. So. But if I see something that like upsets me a little bit or makes me angry before mm. I reply to it, I always think to myself, do I have the energy if this turns into Can a conversation? Yeah. <laughs> if this is yeah. going to turn into yeah. a back and forth, do I have the energy yeah. for it? Nine yeah. times out of 10, that is an absolute no. <laughs> Apart no. from when I, it, I told yeah. a lady that was speaking to uh, about, she wasn't happy because, um, pubs were essentially catered for, for people that were drinking and not families. And um, right. I <laughs> pointed out the fact yeah, yeah. that maybe if people suddenly, if maybe if people realize that everything isn't for everybody at every time, then yeah. we'd all get on so much better. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm happy that like, people like RuPaul's Drag Race. It's not for me. That is not no. my, not for me, not for not for any no. reason. It doesn't make me upset. I just don't like no. it, so I yeah, don't watch I, it. You just don't have to watch it. It's just it's as simple as that. I just, I yeah. I mean, it's it's that rising to the offence and and yeah, like I, there's so many things you want to say to these people, but you can't have intelligent discourse. You're not you're not engaging with that person in a sort of intelligent way or able able to communicate and then like you would never agree to disagree you're just shouting into the ether and and a mob shouts back it's like well that's like, never gonna work it's because everybody or not everybody but there's a, a portion of people that absorb these things into their um their own identity and their own personality yeah. so all of a sudden it's not the case that uh i don't know if you're if you all of a sudden say like i've I, do you know what? He's he's made mistakes, but I quite like Boris Johnson. He seems like uh, yeah. he's do he's done a rubbish job at points. Yeah, but he's probably yeah. a nice person. He's probably right. of all the politician <laughs> people, he's probably all yeah. right to speak to. But because yes. there's someone on the other side of that, which is fucking massively upset because they, they, Jeremy Corbyn didn't become a prime minister. You're. Yeah, <laughs> your response to that has yeah. has just damaged their identity because they've took yeah. so much of it on board. I, I think that's the problem. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it's unhealthy. It's just 
I mean, the Jeremy Corbyn thing, I, I voted uh, Conservative, and I generally do. Not, you know, just because that's the way I do, I guess. But the Jeremy Corbyn thing, I, I will never be able to prove, and no one will ever be able to convince me otherwise, that we would be in terrible shape if he had got it instead. But I think we would be. Um, I think we'd have ended, uh, like, he, he must be really upset. Like he must be really, really upset at the minute because we're heading into a depression. Uh, into a depression, um, everybody mm-hmm. was locked in their houses. We had to ration food for a while. This was his <laughs> communist dream, exactly. and he had nothing to do with yeah. it. <laughs> oh man! Like, I, I walked yeah. in, walked into my supermarket, and there was no bread on the shelves. He would have wept yeah. at that. <laughs> all over it like a rash but no i i found that to be perfectly honest i i've um i i've i've always been quite sort of like center left leaning for for most of my life uh yeah it's and it's the like the left becoming ever more rabid and to be perfectly honest to bring you back to the jk rowling thing um Mm -hmm. my first one of watching like the left go crazy was when people were telling me that men should be able to dress up in skirts and go into women's toilets and i thought that was fucking insane yeah. um and that it was it's that or eve or the um the one which has always been a big one for me which is that all these things seem to have been walked back under coronavirus i i can't help but think that somebody in healthcare has had some revelation somewhere and thought Right, this while everyone's conv- uh, concerned about coronavirus, this is a really good time to fix some things because the uh, right. self-identifying is now not considered like a sure. thing, and yeah. um, the uh, hormones being given to children is now being walked drastically back as well, as it well should be. Yeah, and but those those were the things that made me sort of slowly leave the left and yeah. I now consider myself like pretty sort of center right uh, for sure. most things. Um, but mm. Corbyn got me for a split second. Like I, I watched a um, uh, like him do a speech, and I think it was probably because I hadn't seen a British politician actually speak with any uh, passion for an <laughs> awful long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's what fucking gets you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the Jeremy Corbyn thing for me as well is that. He he might have uh, to me he was daft, but he was a human being that was daft. Whereas I look at the Tories and Dominic Raab looks like what's his name's like wet dream. Who's the chap? The um, Isle of Man, Isle of White conspiracy guy. Oh, um, David Icke. David Icke, yeah, yeah, David Icke. Dominic Raab is a lizard under there. Yeah, he, yeah. there is no way that man's a human being because <laughs> he just isn't. Like you, any conference he's at, the skin stretched over. He just looks like he's 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 a men in black alien under there, and that's the end of it. <laughs> and um, yeah, and 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 whereas Corbyn is flawed, daft, bit of a nutter, but just one of those sort of bumbly kind of human being types, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, and that's that's the only bit of me that was like. I wonder what it would be like. I wonder what it would have been like, kind of, you know, would it have been worth the risk to see what that side of things would have, would have happened, you know, what that side of the political divide would have done with this situation. I think um, the problem you'd have had, all you you need to do now is look at how the, um, like the, 
the Black Lives Matter, for instance, has mm-hmm. um, energized a certain part of the sort of far left. To you know, it's the yeah. There's no there's no legitimate reasons for police in the in the UK having bottles thrown at them. You know, and I I, I know you can. uh, There's a like a discrepancy between um, white and black people that are like given the stop and searches, and you say, well, yeah, okay, maybe maybe there's something that needs to be looked at there, but it needs to be looked at rationally. And you know, what what are the reasons for it first, and then if there isn't any reasons for it, you do something about it. Yeah, but I think if Jeremy Corbyn and the reverse is true as well, if the reasons are that that you know that there's a legitimate reason why that the there are more black people being searched on that street, for example, then that reason can be quantified. We've done the research. This is why. That that's it. It's not a race thing. It's just the circumstances on that street at that time or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But um, I think if he'd have got into power when he did that section mm-hmm. of the left was still there obviously like and clearly has been waiting for an opportunity to do something in the same same mm-hmm. reason the same way that the um there's a section of the right that were absolutely busting to get down to that statue of churchill just in case something yeah. could, something <laughs> yeah. could go on i, I uh, know i mean it's just it's so tragic the churchill thing again you know a a great man said bad things he you know he's a man of his time but i even if i detested him with my every fiber of my being i'm not going to find the time to have a day off to go down to london and spray cowards racist across his statue no it's crazy absolutely completely ridiculous i think it was douglas murray i think it was douglas murray that retweeted some uh the somebody had said um uh what was it uh, oh, well, you're all celebrating war heroes. Do you not realise he was a racist and with a picture of <laughs> Churchill? I think Douglas Murray, right. Douglas Murray retweeted it saying, he's going to be furious when he finds out about the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. And uh, yeah, the comedy is so important. <laughs> so we, we've got to laugh at the shit. Otherwise, we'd, well, I mean, what would you do? It's oh, you go just, mental. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You go mad, yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, look. Luckily enough, I, I I can watch it even more from my hill because not only am I on an island, I'm on an island that won't let anyone in or out. So is that a thing? So the Isle of Man has what quarantined itself, or we're how set, does that work? We're fixed essentially as of as of now. We've had no coronavirus cases for forty odd days. Um, okay, everything's. Uh, and it has been for the last two or three weeks. Everything's open, pubs open, restaurants yeah. open. Everybody's and no one in or out. No, no one in or out uh, without special circumstances. Sure. Okay. So, so yeah. Which so. for Dominic Cummings could be an eye t- test, but you know, in theory, <laughs> in theory, you guys will be all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the we we've just got to keep the draw drawbridge up, but. Uh, I still, I mean, yeah. I know there's been spikes around, it's, and it seems like a real, um, a real shame because they, it, isn't it strange? It coronavirus is the only thing we've gone from fucking like paedophile elites into coronavirus <laughs> into Formula One into coronavirus yeah. into cancel culture back to talking about yeah. coronavirus. Um, yeah, yeah, sick of it, absolutely sick of it. <laughs> but um, 
uh, fuck, I've, I've even forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, yeah. So the, the like the UK death rate, uh, I yeah. think a couple of days ago, had fell back to what it was below or, or at like pre-lockdown. So you think, yeah. oh well, oh okay. shit, shit must have been, shit must have been going okay, and now all the spikes are happening. Yeah, little clusters everywhere. So how how was it? Know. How was it for you, like lockdown, like because I don't know where you are or. So I'm in the Cotswolds, mm-hmm. and um, I own a shop, a uh, retail business, and I was yeah basically forced to close, told to close, um, and it was shit really um but so as a small business you can apply for the grants um which was really helpful um and they were depending on your business rates do you you're self-employed aren't you yeah yeah have you ever owned a business premises or, or run a business like a shop or retail no no i'm a, a painter yeah. decorator so i'm i oh, okay. I, I have a van <laughs> yeah you don't have to pay business rates on nope. a van. So business, business rates, do you know business rates? They're just the worst. You pay X amount a year to the council to, in theory, the privilege of opening a shop, basically. So you're paying for maintenance and like road repairs. It's a bit like MOT, uh, um, road tax. So you know, I, I you, take your your in in theory paying for extra footfall around your business is that how it works uh it's how much you pay is measured by where you are in town and how yeah so like your your um retail space how much you've got and a few other calculations like how much you pay rent if you're renting or the value of your building and then it's based on the the amount of people that live in the the area um, so there's like a few calculations, but it, basically I pay about eight and a half grand a year just for, for fuck all. <laughs> it's as simple yeah. as that. <laughs> just absolutely fuck all. It sounds, and, um, it sounds very Tory. James O'Brien would be telling you, you voted for it by now. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although in, in my defense, I was paying, uh, I was paying seven. So I've been open six years. It was seven, seven, eight. And then, the Tory government reduced it down to five. Ah. So they did a small business allowance. So they knocked two and a half grand off, which is a, you know, a good saving yeah. over a year. Um, good old Tories. Always, always people, people. I always, say always coming through, looking after the little one, <laughs> <laughs> the man on the street. Um, and so anyway, so <laughs> because you, know, you just don't that. know who your butler's going to be. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> That reminds me, actually. Where's Jeeves? I need another drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, so business rate. So that's how they calculated how much you could apply for, for your grant that would, basically the government is paying you to shut to be shut and to keep paying the bills that you would normally be expected to pay. So rent rates, which they then did away with. So I'm not going to pay any rates for the next year. Business rates. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so that helps, you know, every small business could apply for it. We all did, I think, in the majority. And, and you get a lump sum that, that kind of tied you over for three months. I, I would have made more if I'd stayed open. Um, but it's, you know, it, it was a very good way of, of making businesses survive that three months of, of lockdown. What I didn't understand, and I've spoken to a couple of people about this, is that you, I thought that you applied for it and you got it because you were shut 
Seems sweet because seems logical. You see what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> I've I know several people who own shops that weren't shut at all. So they were in sector sectors that didn't need to. So it was food and um yeah, it was food actually mainly. Um and they applied for it and also got it. Oh right. So you've got businesses that have and uh, certain businesses that made as much money in that first week of lockdown as they would in prime time Christmas peak sales, you know, full whack. Especially, especially they, food, food industry. Like yeah. the you, you have a kebab shop through the lockdown. You've done all right. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, e- exactly that. So this was there's a takeaway restaurant that I know that I've, I've spoken to, and uh, this is a bit of a giveaway as well, and a farm shop. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in the Cotswolds, don't you know? And um, and they had an incredible upturn in sales. Like they took more than they did in, at Christmas. It was an incredible increase in income, and they still qualified for the for the grant. Now, I don't judge them for that at all. But what I don't understand, because you and I will never ever see this bill being paid in full, the 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 cost of coronavirus on the on the economy is it's truly frightening yeah so how did they they just turn the money taps on and let every business you could apply for 10 or 25 grand and you got it yeah i mean i thought the for us it was slightly slightly different over here we if you were self-employed you could um uh could, because we didn't didn't know how long things were going to go on for you could put yep. in for a small business grant, which I put in for, which and you got three thousand pounds for the small business grant. Okay, which yeah, for me, not ha- like as you said, like you saying before, not having like premises or anything like that, and it's it, it, essentially yep. it it was just like giving me a lump sum of wages, and like yeah, just yep. look after that and don't go crazy, don't buy a television. Exactly. It, yeah, um, which was <laughs> for a split second talked about. Um, yeah, of course. And uh, so we like we didn't know how what was going to go on. So then that would last till July, which it didn't matter anyway because we were. I, I've been back at work for a, a month, maybe two, maybe two months. Yeah. Um. And then from July onwards, you would get I think two hundred eighty pounds a week, which is like the like the COVID benefit. Um, sure. But to shoot to to like marry up with what you were saying about how it was just a case of throwing money out there and see, seeing what happened. Mm. Nothing could yeah. have been more bizarre that like I applied for it. I didn't get a recognition email back. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I didn't have a phone call with anybody. It's just, yeah. I went to pay a bill and yeah. all of a sudden there was a payment in my bank of 3000 pounds from yeah. Isle of Man government. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even yeah. get a receipt. I didn't get a receipt I, for yeah, it or I, anything. I, yeah. our, our chief yeah. minister, which is like our prime minister, is called Howard Quayle. It wouldn't have been any yeah. more strange if Howard had turned up at my door with an envelope said, luckily, you're a bit stuck. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love the thought of him driving around with a portable cash machine. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just like Father Christmas. Father Christmas of brown yeah. envelopes. Yeah. And it, it it's really difficult because... It needed to happen. We, you know, you you can't expect. But I just feel like there must have been a way of doing it where, like, don't get me wrong. So I'll I'll just be honest because I am honest. The, so I qualified for twenty five grand. Mm-hmm. So I got twenty five grand, and it arrived in my bank account 
out of the blue, <laughs> just completely ridiculous, um, 10 days after I'd applied for it. And yeah, I mean, I paid a lot of bills with it. I paid my rent for the three months and I've got maybe three or four grand left. So you had a COVID holiday? I had a COVID holiday and it timed, you know, if you take this sort of business out of it timed really well. I've got a seven month year old baby boy. I've spent three months with him. It's been fantastic. How, how was that? Cause the, um, I, I, um, I've got a three year old or he, he will be three in a couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. and, the have, having him off nursery and stuff like that was obviously you didn't have to have him off nursery but was the times where you were sort of sat there thinking of all this chaos that's going on you thought god like this would have been so much easier to cope with like a few years ago when there, was, oh, yeah. there wasn't a child yeah. to worry about as well 100 percent. it yeah. shifts how you think yeah. so fast yeah. So quickly, because I, you know, every room in the house needs painting twice, and I'd have done that. <laughs> like, it's it, and I didn't because I had him. Um, yeah, it's it's really weird. It's it's been a great three months off, but equally, I'd have liked to have been normally at work, and you know, my wife was on maternity leave, still is. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, well, it just happened to us, and that was that. I mean, I, I'm lucky in a way, like obviously with friends who've had weddings cancelled, and like th- those sort of things you plan years in advance that have just been shat on from a great height. Yeah. Um, Dan from so, Three Legs yeah. Four Wheels, he was due to get married, and I think that was he really postponed. Yeah. Uh, it's just awful. It's just, yeah, you know, and they're like some, obviously some couples are very fortunate and the venues are all totally understanding, but you get these horror stories of like venues not offering refunds. You're just like, what, what planet are you living on? Like, just, yeah. you know. But it, like, go, it goes back to that, st- it goes back to the, uh, to the business thing though, doesn't it? You think about the amount of places where people have been going back to them go, well, we want a refund. And they're like, well, if we give you a refund, we're fucked yeah yeah out of pocket so yeah, it's, yeah i mean I, i'm i'm lucky that i don't have staff so I, I i i work for myself my own company and i'm the only person in the shop so that's it and uh my dad has a shop in another uh, town and um and he's got three or four members of staff and he's been paying them the first month he paid them out of pocket you know and it, and it just and the other thing is that the calculus so he's got a bigger shop but it's in a smaller town but he makes more money like it's, you know, it's all by ratio, but he, his business rates are much lower. Mm-hmm. So he, he runs a business with four or five members of staff. I run a business with one member of staff, smaller premises. And I qualified for a grant of 25,000 pounds. He qualified for a grant of 10,000 pounds. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, Just completely ridiculous, like totally flawed system completely wrong and yet the guy down the road running a farm shop having 16 grand's worth of sales on a saturday because boris has just told us all to stay indoors also qualifies for 25 now do is this is this a tory thing do you sell hunting jackets uh, (laughs) do i sell hunting jackets (laughs) (laughs) um is is jewelry tory i mean i'm a jeweler so yeah i don't know no Yes, no. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm sure they <laughs> like it. I, I, yeah, I'm sure they like it. Sparkly. It's expensive. 
Exactly, yeah. But, um, I sell jewellery to people that menstruate. How are the, um, how are the cases and stuff around you? Um, I haven't looked into it. I know my wife's a doctor. She knows a bit more about it than I do. I get like Gloucester has a big hospital, Gloucester Royal. It's not, I don't think it's particularly bad. It's mm-hmm. uh, Swindon is about 30 miles away. That's a bigger, I think they had more cases overall throughout the whole lockdown. Um, and then Bristol's the biggest city near us, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, again, I don't let the facts get in the way of, of having fun. So I don't, I don't look at it too closely. It's coronavirus. I I spent the first month worrying about it pretty seriously. And the last two, I think everyone did. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No time for this anymore. Let's get the pubs open and see what happens. I just, yeah, we're uh, done with it. I, I had this conversation. It's, it's due to go up to tomorrow, actually, the next podcast uh, with Rianne, okay. Rianne the other day. And we, yep. we both sort of rather sheepishly admitted that um, we kind of missed the excitement of lockdown. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because now, now everything over here is back to normal. And obviously we oh, yep. we, we did preface as well. Like we didn't, didn't want people to get sick. We didn't want people to die. Sure. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But yep. there was a certain excitement about shopping um, in gloves and always using hand sanitizers <laughs> and everything feeling yeah. a little bit like a post-apocalyptic film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I know. And when Boris, that TV message on the Monday of that like... That was I've, insane. It was insane. And I was properly like, oh my God, this is history. Like we're living in hit. Like this is, this is a serious day for serious thinking. And oh my, you know, I'm not going to be allowed to go to work tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's the first time the government had ever actually directly told me to do something that I was going to have to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but, um, I, I, can't, yeah, I still can't told. believe the speech of that. Well, like when the, when the, the speech begins, like we, many <laughs> of us will have friends and family, which will die. Like so yes. there must yeah, have been yeah. someone in the yeah. back going, No, no, that was a joke. That one was a yes, joke. Who typed that? <laughs> Who typed that out? <laughs> Stop. I know. It's, I man. just it was such a weird sort of ten minutes afterwards. So I was just sat there going, okay. Like also like staring down at my boy going, oh, I shouldn't have brought you into this world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I had the like, same thoughts when I was looking at my What's son. going on here? Um, yeah. there's someone stood in the background go no it was supposed to say many of us have friends family and cats <laughs> oh dear but no, I, 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 I've got, I, I don't think I'll ever forget watching that because I, I genuinely thought um, I still think yeah. there's I still think there's uh, I, I, I think we're in the middle of regardless of what's happened and what's like, going to happen Mm-hmm. Uh, we're slap banging like the rubble being cleared away from the Twin Towers moment where something right. crazy's happened. It's altered the world and yeah. it, this is going to echo on into the future. Like th- this is going to be like the, the newest big conspiracy about what's, what's happened and what's gone on. Um, yeah. Cause I still can't get, I, I don't know how much like, I, I got quite obsessive of, like rooting around the internet and uh, on Twitter for various things. I was, because um, I, I was, oh, I don't want to say I was a prepper because that makes me sound fucking weird, but I was, <laughs> I was f- 
I was ready for lockdown and I didn't have yep. to panic by. Um, sure. And because uh, I was I was watching this virus sort of coming like from China. I remember saying to yeah. like people at work, I was saying like, this is going to get fucking squirrely at some point, this. Yeah. And there was videos of people like dropping dead in the street in China and uh, videos. Uh, yeah, of, I remember. That. Yeah, videos yeah. of people being welded into their houses and stuff like that. And what I find yeah. weird is that hasn't happened anywhere else in the world. Yeah. So that leads me to believe if you look at China as being what we think of as a, a fine connoisseur of propaganda. Um, yep. <laughs> That's propaganda. I think that was propaganda to scare the West into a decision. Oh, do you think? Okay. So I'd, I'd look at that and go, well, if that's what got out, what didn't? What didn't they show us? Well, you see, that's what I thought at first, because I, I, that was yeah. why I got worried about what was going on. Um, yeah. And again, you've got you've got a country with, I don't know, uh, Let's let's put this in a PC way because people get very upset about things these days. They haven't got the finest relationship with human rights, so in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. So the, I mean the the hospital they built. Like, if if did you see any of the pictures of inside that hospital? Yeah, it was a prison. It had fucking bars in the window. There was like there was there was locks on the doors on the box. outside, yeah. and there was no handles <laughs> on the inside. It was a fucking prison. So I don't remember looking at it that closely. I was impressed it went up in five days or seven days. Or apparently, it was. It, apparently it's fucked though. Like the you know leaking sewage and stuff like that. Like it was up in oh, five days, but yeah, it yeah, yeah. didn't work. Yeah. Um, no. yeah, and I, I can't help but think that all those videos, like if we and the the um, people that were doing these little videos and uh, like vo- vlogs talking about what was going on in Wuhan, um, yeah, if. I mean, surely if the if the curtain that goes around China is so strong, or what gets out is what's supposed to get out. You know, it's not it's not like it yeah, was no. it's not like it was creeping out like solicitly onto the like dark web that like researchers yeah. were going and finding and then posting up on yeah. 4chan and 8chan and stuff like that. No, yeah. it was going directly to bloody Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what I think. I think the I think the the whole the whole thing was a it was managed messaging. Like yeah, I'm de- I'm de- like don't get me wrong. I'm not a I'm not a fucking COVID denier by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one one of my friends. Not, sorry, one of my dad's friends over here died. Um, okay. My oddly enough, my uncle, um, my uncle who's, who's in his eighties, he was tested positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, really? he was, yeah, yeah, I thought he was a goner. To be perfectly honest, like the him and yeah. my my auntie, God, my I'm yeah. almost convinced my auntie is the sickest person in the world, and uh, right. they they were fine. They they went they through recovered. the whole thing. No hospital. They didn't need to go to hospital or anything. It was just they were a bit sick and then got through it. It's yeah. very very strange how it's affected people. Seems to seems to be a yeah. bit of a lottery. Um, well, exactly. Hugely different between cases. It's, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, but this, this is what I mean I, about I, being the next big conspiracy theory. Like, yeah, you know, it's, we can't even having, um, even with no real conspiracy theories to talk about, we're still talking to each other about something that's going on now, which we have absolutely yeah. no idea of what's happened. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And we never will. <laughs> we never will. Know no, exactly. probably not. No. Uh, <laughs> it's be one of those. If we're really, really lucky, we might find out if JFK was killed by the FBI or not, or CIA. <laughs> but, <laughs> one of them. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's all it's all fucking weird. The whole the whole situation's weird. But I, I take I, I take it your shop's back open now. Yeah, so I've been open for three weeks. Um, I've had three really good weeks actually. It's been great. People are people still like each other enough to uh, to get married and propose to each other and buy nice stuff. So that's that's good. I've done a lot of we buy um, so we buy in second hand. So if if people have gold and you've probably seen like efforts way back when when the gold price was high about buying scrap gold or you know yeah. sending scrap gold away all that sort of thing so we we do a bit of that as well and um when times are tough that becomes quite a big part of our business because people are, are selling little bits and things they have to uh, to generate some cash so i've been doing that a little bit as well also no nanas have yeah. a lot of jewelry and we're we're yeah. like we've lost a load of nanas we have lost a load of nanas. Yeah, you've got to be careful with that one because in our trade, it's like when a, when a teenager comes in with three or four rings, plonks them on the counter and says, "Min nan left it me." I'm like, ah, did she? Did she <laughs> really? Really? Your nan left it from you? Did she? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, we, did, we try and we 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 send them back, and we don't want to buy that stuff. Did she leave them like on the bedside table of somebody <laughs> yeah. else's house? Yeah, exactly. Was it, is it your nan you're talking about? <laughs> you're uh, you like you were under the you were under pressure then, weren't you? When you were buying an engagement ring, like being be in your job, like that's. Oh, I see what you mean. You know, you, I have you, to get it right. You can't have a rubbish engagement ring. No, no, I uh, yeah, I chose I chose wisely. <laughs> Did it come out of your own stock? Mm. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Paid for, staff discount. <laughs> I, I, I'm now, now. I'm worried that your wife's going to listen to this podcast. Uh, no, she she knows everything. No secrets. <laughs> Absolutely everything. That's why it works. That's why we're still here. Our three three and a half months later, stuck in the same house. Um, before before we shoot off. And because we've sure. we've jumped around a little bit uh, this podcast yeah, yeah. anyway, um, let's have a little chat about Sunday quickly. The um, okay. yep. give me give me what your fucking predictions for what's going to happen. That there was a, there was a completely useless uh, fucking that didn't need to be in that sentence. That's all right. Um, uh, what do I think will fucking happen? I think. Uh, so I'm in two minds. I think I, what I want to happen is I, I genuinely want Lewis to win, not at a canter, but just like, you know, a safe, solid, reliable start to the year, get off on the right foot. Um, and I think that will happen, to be honest. Uh, I think Max will be very close behind him. Um, yeah, so I'll go, I'll go Lewis, Max, Bottas. I am... Um... I can't. I can't disagree with you. I thought Vettel. I thought Vettel might do really well, but no, he, I don't think that Ferrari is any good. <laughs> yeah, the the fact that they're bringing a B spec one there um, in Hungary. Oh, it's I. I. I just yeah. don't. I don't understand Ferrari anymore. I don't understand how you can right. have all that money and all the like. What I I imagine yeah. is talent behind it because with money you're going to buy talent. Um, yeah, of course. And still, You've got an entire country it. like. The, the entire 
country of Italy, all they want is Ferrari to succeed. They're every young engineer in every Italian university, his entire his or her entire dream is to be in the Ferrari team, making that team better. Yeah, and yet they can't get it together, and they get a fifty million grand, you know, whatever head start on all the other teams just for turning up. Yeah, yeah. It's, the funny it's thing bizarre. about Italy, I mean, obviously Italy's got had some hard times financially. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're pretty much in it. Like they're in a situation that they're going to find it very difficult to like work their way out of. No one in Italy questions how much money Ferrari's given. No, no, <laughs> no, no one ever questions no. it. So it, yeah, it's the first right of Ferrari to have more. You know, to have it. It's that kind of and like the thousandth race. You know, we we want a special venue, Magello, blah blah blah. Fine, I d- I'm not necessarily against all of that. Just don't be surprised when you get spanked by Mercedes and Red Bull at that very track. Yeah, absolutely. It's all very well remembering a thousand Grand Prix, but if you're rubbish now, we're all just going to point and laugh. Uh, do you know what, what I did think uh, from like going to a few Grand Prix, which I, mm-hmm. I, you wouldn't necessarily, like, I, I don't think you'd necessarily think this, the Italians mm-hmm. were really good sports, uh, like, sports people to hang around yeah. with you know like even because yeah. like, i think yeah. lewis won when uh when i went i'd have to go back and check i'm sure lewis won it and uh ah oh, i can't remember jensen was still driving okay yeah, oh no maybe maybe lewis didn't finish i think because i uh was it the one he crashed on the last lap could be button was third but button got a podium yeah I so, can't remember. There was one where Lewis crashed like two laps before the end or something. Could have it, from a podium position. Yeah, I can't remember that. And think, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Button was third now. So maybe, maybe Lewis won. Yeah. Lewis didn't win it anyway. The, um, the, the yeah, they were really good. They were just really good people to be around, and that it was nice. I absolutely yeah. decked it as well. I've still got scars on my arm. Um, <laughs> And I, I was, we were just walking along, and I missed a pothole, and like the yeah. entire weight of my frame landed on my forearm, and I just, I, I sort of got up, dusted myself off, and it was there was yeah. a couple of people that sort of helped me up, and were what I think were asking me if I was okay in Italian. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then one of them sort of pointed at my arm, and I looked down, and it was just blood running down my fingers. And when, when I looked at it, I completely slashed my forearm open. And um, I went to, like, the, the he sort of pointed me in the way of the, like, the medical tent that was down the road. Yeah. And uh, I walked up, and the look of disgust from this Italian doctor, who was clearly just about to go home, as if to go, uh, uh, what have you done to yourself? Uh, and yeah. then I, I, I can only imagine, like, I... He was so rough with the cotton bud, getting the stuff out of my arm. And there was so much iodine used that I just don't believe that he needed to go that far. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think um, I think uh, Max Verstappen is going to be a lot closer to uh, Lewis. I'm, I wouldn't discount Albon, you know. Yeah, no, I, I was, yeah, Albon, I think would be fourth if yeah, I asked for the podium, but I'd, I want Albon to get a podium. I think he might get one, say the next weekend or hungry, maybe a double Red Bull podium there, but 
I just I just feel like that Mercedes. I think it's going to be yeah, it's going to be good enough to to clear the pack, start at the front, and um, go from there. Maybe uh, I I I think Red Bull are going to give them a, a, a bit more of a yeah. uh, of a run than that I, be because the Chris, Christian Horner. Yeah, uh, Christian Horner wanted to race in Australia. Yeah, you know, he was. Yes, he, he did. Yeah, he was prepared to just take that McLaren engineer out the back and shoot him if it meant <laughs> that they could get to the, they could get racing. Yeah. Uh, so I I think I think they've got a package that can win. Um, I don't know why, but I've always felt with Christian Horner that like I've never met the guy. I just find him the most classless human being in Formula One. I don't know why. Like I can't really quantify that. Oddly um, enough, I, I put a picture of uh, Christian Horner up on Twitter the other day with the caption, rumour has it that there's a picture somewhere uh, somewhere where Christian Horner doesn't look like the smuggest person in the world that just shagged you, but shagged your bird. <laughs> He's just got that look about him. I just don't... I, th- I think, because in The Drive to Survive, the day after Anton Hubert died, sadly, at Spa, yeah, and he's in the carriage, and there's that shot of him, and he's saying to, it's either Alban or Max, he says, don't forget, he would have, he would have, I don't think he says died, but he would have given everything to be in your car. And I was just like, dude, that's, wow. it, it's just the way he says it. Honestly, go back and check. It's in the Netflix show. And, and I just, and I just, watching it i just felt a little bit like yeah it was just it was just weird the way he said it and i was like dude that is not i know what you're trying to say i think but i don't like what you've just said yeah at all. no that's uh, that i i've actually um i i've i still haven't watched all drive to survive i what i was doing the um like the watch alongs for patron oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and i i still need to get back to doing it because that what happened was the coronavirus occurred, then I didn't have any time to yeah. actually do them. And then that meant that I haven't watched it because I didn't want to watch it without doing those things. So I haven't seen the end yeah, of it yeah. yet. Well, uh, I think that episode obviously is far. So maybe it is later in the year, but yeah. it'll be later in the episode count as well. But it, it's definitely there. And it, it just left me. Feel, and it's not the first time Horn has said something, but that was the most distasteful for sure. And, um, He's also a massive hypocrite. <laughs> it's like when when they were talking about um, uh, he was saying something about oh well it's just an engine formula now and like I'm I swear I have Ron Dennis saying well it's just a a, a aero formula you know yeah. ten years previous like you've you've made your bed Christian like you've picked the wrong engines two twice now from two different suppliers. And you've got Adrian Newey for a bucket load of money. He's not, he's good, but he can't make up the deficit. Wait till it's an aero formula again, but don't come out with the hypocrisy of, you know, one minute you're not complaining because you're winning. And it's like the classic Ferrari thing. If like they love it when they're winning, but when they're not, it's always the rules or, you know, it's someone else's fault. And uh, yeah, yeah. One other thing before we go, that um, Matteo, Matteo Bonotto saying, that he, they were talking about, they were all asked about um, the rules change and the qualifying changes and like reverse grids and stuff. And I kid you not, and I think I got a screen grab of it, of the Ferrari guy saying that he didn't like that one team could just disagree with the rule change not happening. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I, was, I just read that on the article going, you prick. Yeah. Like, I like Matthew. I like, you know, I, I was just like, you dickhead. You can't. 
to be so hy- hypocritical with no sense of irony at all. It's I, it's just know. complete lack of lack of awareness, like just lack of yeah. self awareness. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the first grid thing? Um. So, yeah. I mean, I I've always thought that qualifying is pretty crazy that we select the cars from fastest to slowest and then expect there to be action. Yeah. So I, you know, that is in itself daft, but I, I don't think I, basically I can't come up with an idea in my head that would be better. So, so the reverse grid thing, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it once. I think this year is perfect to try it, but then equally I wouldn't want Lewis to not get a championship just because one of the eight races that we happen to have is like a, you know, like a test bed for rules or whatever. Yeah. I, I, what what they should do on the last day of testing in Barcelona is have a test race. Yeah, probably. The, the, yeah, um, you've got all the teams there. Make sure they've all got two cars. Send them out and, and have a two-hour race and, and just test it and see what happens. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Um, I, see, I, I was all for it, but the what I did notice today was they've removed curbs in Austria because the oh, yeah. for the like for teams that haven't brought enough parts and all yeah, of a sudden they I thought <laughs> maybe an yeah. extra race wouldn't have been the best of times when all of the teams are going bust yeah so 100%. yeah so that they probably it, it that might be one of the bigger reasons why they didn't do it uh which and that that's fair is yeah that is fair I, I i totally agree from a cost cutting point you can't just say okay we're going to rock up to this venue you've all got to pay to get here pay your staff and by the way it won't count and we're going to try this like that's it yeah it there, there's got to be a way of doing it i mean it's we can't be that far away from them r- testing it virtually just put all the cars in reverse grid order on a simulator 200 times and see what happens we don't but i mean I, realistically they don't need to do too much testing we know what happens it happens in um gp2 in yeah, formula 2 yeah it does you're right and it, it, it would make more it's sense to, <laughs> yeah it, it would make more sense yeah. to have some sort of rule homogeny between f1 and yeah, f2 that, anyway yeah uh, yeah i i hope so i i was still i was still a fan of the um uh, like elimination qualifying, I just don't yeah, think they did saying, it right. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I I wasn't a fan of it. Um, but then you know it it just didn't work that one weekend, did it? So it was like, yeah, I don't know. I I just think like everyone's the qualifying thing has changed so many times, and yet we've never changed the race itself, which I kind of like. You know, a Grand Prix distance is sort yeah. of sacred, but like again, I don't feel like there's any reason not to send the drivers out on a Sunday morning for a 20 lap warm up race or just try something. Just you've got them all there on the day. All the cars are ready to go. Have at it. See what would happen. Yeah. Um, or the day before, obviously if someone, you know, if you have a massive Roman Grosjean style crash in the morning Grand Prix, you can't take part in the afternoon one, which, you know, no one would be obsessed about. Well, it's always, there's always been an interesting thing, hasn't there, where when the drivers have had to qualify on the on the Sunday before the race. Oh, the rare occasion, yeah, yeah. We've tended to have a good race for some reason. Yeah. And I, I like that. I like the idea of doing qualifying yeah. on the Sunday because it makes it like, 
Um, I'm always yeah. very jealous of football fans. I, I don't, I don't like football. I've never liked, never really liked it. But they can go yeah. to the pub on a Saturday and get like an event yeah. day of sport they want to watch. Yeah, and I yeah. like the idea of a Sunday being sort of held hostage yeah. by Formula One. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it. There's no. Yeah. There's no reason. I mean, the, the other thing, the football analogy for me is that there's no reason why a Grand Prix has to be at two o'clock on a Sunday. If you want more people to watch this stuff, have it on a Wednesday night. Yeah. The middle of the day on a Sunday mm-hmm. is where everyone is trying to see family. We're trying to mow lawns. It's like it's the least opportune time to sit inside and watch a sport that we all love, but there's there's stuff to do. It's strange I, how I, racing I, is Sunday, isn't it? Sunday's a racing day. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, it's fine, but the, like – my my family we're much more likely we'll i'll watch all the grand prix live i that's just as many as i can anyway but the brazil and the mexico ones when they're at five six o'clock in the evening everyone is so much more engaged in that yeah yeah absolutely it's it's just a much better time and you can't do that for europe maybe with the lighting and everything but yeah i don't know the formula one it it does it always needs fixing every fan always says oh you know they should do this this and this and this but I, I feel like that we maybe we're seeing the start of bigger changes going forward. Now I don't think they should change too much, but it certainly feels like they're moving into an era where it's going to be managed by people that understand a show, that understand sport. It's you know that it needs to be as many eyeballs as possible, and it needs to be big and fantastic and, and appeal to people rather yeah. than what it used to be. I hope I hope so. I mean, um one of the things I got like for when I was watching the um IndyCar when Alonso was uh, in it I was watching qualifying yeah. and I watched the race and I Exactly. It was, Never seen it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was so nice watching American coverage of IndyCar because all they yeah. did was talk about the sport they had yeah. other drivers in talk about the sport they would talk about yeah. the, what the drivers were doing who was good where yeah. who was good last yeah. weekend and not yeah. once not once did they take two indy car drivers and make them play scale electric <laughs> yeah that radio control car thing in in the paddock i mean again like when i was 10 11 maybe i'd have liked that but it was all about the race like the lights out that was the time due to the telly and it's just it's so boring. It's so rudely. I like yeah. Johnny Herbert. I do quite like him still, but only because I don't watch any of that. Yeah, so I, 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 I still, I still like Johnny race. Herbert, like but I, but I, I don't, um, I don't watch the build-up to the races anymore. Like my, no. the only part I of that shit and now it's just i just don't watch it yeah no i was i'm the same um uh the only piece of sky coverage that i enjoy that isn't the like qualifier of the race is ted's notebook i love ted's notebook it's so important that that keeps going because he he knows his stuff he can talk to us he presents it well and he's just quite likable yeah it's i i I think he's me in 20 years time like i'd be the sad dickhead in the back of the garages with sandals on staggering about yeah wearing beige trying to work out how to speak to a driver once a year like it's just i yeah i love the guy i think he's great well that the funny thing was um when i went to the um mercedes launch at silverstone um that was uh, 2018 the of obviously, and I, I will still stand by this, I've never felt the presence of a person 
before until until I was in the room with Lewis Hamilton. That was it was right. so weird, so yeah. weird that before yeah. he even walked in, before before he walked in the room, you kind of you knew some someone was there. Like I I always like it to say that you're 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 made of the same stuff I am, but you're a you're a different animal. You're not you're not one yeah. of me. Um, yeah. But the only other person I was starstruck was was Ted Kravitz being stood across the room from me. And I remember, cool. I, I remember thinking to myself, because he was completely on his own with his little notebook yeah. writing stuff down when Lewis was doing his uh, his interview. And yeah. I thought, should I go over and say hello? I thought, no, I won't yeah. go over and say hello. I'll wait until the cars were revealed. And then when we all come back up to the media room and people are pottering around getting drinks and food, I'll say hello yeah. to him then. And he went home. Oh no! I, I should have I should have gone and said hello to him. I was I was the day. The, Got uh, to. Although there was a hilarious thing that happened there though, when the uh, questions were opened up to Lewis Hamilton, and the yeah. guy that was doing this sort of MC and bit uh, was there. Uh, he, yeah. said, he said, "Is there any? Uh, is there? Is there?" Uh, he said, "Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for thank you for coming. Yeah. Would any of you would uh, would any of you good people?" Uh, do any of you good people have a question for Lewis? And yep. only one person put the hand up at first, and the MC, uh, yeah, the MC, no word of a lie, and said, "Well, seeing as how no good people want to give Lewis a question, uh, Derek from the Daily no. Mail." Oh, <laughs> ouch! Oh, it was hilarious. It was. I, I can't remember who's Derek. I actually I recognised yeah. the like the the guy. Um, cause I've, I've seen his face like in the, like, well, you know, when you have the little picture next to the write-ups yeah, yeah. and things, but yeah, oh, okay. it was so funny. I thought, Christ, yeah. like nobody, nobody likes the mail. It's clear. Do you think it was a deliberate, it was definitely a deliberate call out? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. He yeah. was just digging the one person. Did, uh, going back to Drive to Survive series two, there's an episode. Have you watched the Germany episode? Um, I don't think so. No, I think I think no. only watched like four, maybe five. Okay, the, in the Germany episode, there's a really awkward press conference moment where a guy who works for a tabloid um, basically asks Toto if it's the most embarrassing ever moment of what a crap Grand Prix you've had, and blah blah blah. Isn't it embarrassing? And it's like genuinely like really awkward between the two of them and Toto's like staring this guy down. And there was a massive Twitter storm afterwards of like, you know, how could you ask this? Blah, blah, blah. And then a few of the F1 journalists crowd kind of defended the guy and said, you know, I can't remember his name exactly, but you'll know exactly the moment I mean when you see it. But it's just the audacity of this sort of reporter to ask someone who has achieved so much and then just to hide behind the defense of, oh, well, you know, free press, we should be able to ask whatever we want, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but to be that rude, to, I, I just, like, I did never say, I have seen that, but it, it, it was your guy with the beard, wasn't it? The guy, the reporter had a yeah, beard. Yeah, yeah no, I yeah, have seen right. that. Yeah. It's just like the way he, like, you know, you can ask that question in a certain way, but the, the way he did it, I was just like, you're so lucky Toto hasn't thrown a chair at you. To be perfectly honest, even the way he was sat and the way he asked the question, he knew, yeah. he knew yeah. he was, he he was trying to get on a Netflix documentary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm yeah, conv- convinced. But um, <laughs> yeah. anyway, 
Uh, I'm going to snip right. this off before we get into yeah, the two-hour mark. No, no worries. So, uh, but thank you for coming on. Um, uh, a pleasure. Breaking, breaking my guest podcast meter because it's usually been like right. around an hour and an hour and a half and you've yeah. destroyed it. So, All yeah, right. no. Well, I do apologize and uh, good luck editing it. Uh, well, I don't really edit stuff. I just you know could, how I, no because yeah. I think it. Uh, I the, the way I look at podcasts, it's probably because I'm such a big fucking Joe Rogan fan. But uh, I I think if when you start editing conversations, I, even if yeah, yeah. you're really good at editing them, I think people you can kind yeah. of tell sometimes, and it takes the flow out yeah. of things. That yeah. and I'm really lazy. So, <laughs> but no, uh, thank you very yeah, much for joining me, mate. And uh, Pleasure, man. I'm sure you'll be back on again soon one day and uh, yeah. we can talk more about stuff and hopefully not coronavirus yeah. and just maybe Formula One and yeah, celebrity nice. paedophiles. <laughs> Why not? In masks and all. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Take care, dude. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.